16th September 2024. Greece. Author's point of view. A modern era where time travel has been contrived that its knowledge is confidential from locals. The World History Association encourages five highly classified men to go on a mission. And the mission is that they each go back to a specified timeline where no cameras are contrived. Therefore, they take cameras with them and record significant events in history. Joshua and his friends, Graham, Lucas, Noah, and Crane are the five talented professionals chosen for this top-secret mission. Joshua was an orphan living in an orphanage in Denmark, as he had no parents to take care of him until, on his fourth birthday, a man in his late 20s adopted him. Both Joshua and the man were extremely happy that now they have a family. They both felt jubilant together. The man who adopted him didn't want to get married again as his first wife was dead but wanted to be a father and have a family so they adopted Joshua. He was the one who christened him Joshua Pearson. Everything was going at a great until one day, something heartbreaking arose. At one fine midnight, some goons who were also crooks trespassed their house. Mr. Pearson wanted to protect his beloved son Joshua and his hard-earned money, so without thinking twice, he told Joshua to conceal under the bed while his father was conveying those men. Moments after all the one-on-one sketch, one of those goons jolted the bed upside down and pointed the revolver at Joshua. Joshua couldn't move a muscle because of that shock and then his father tried to rescue him but was brutally killed by those goons in front of his sight. In turn, Joshua picked one of the sharp broken bedposts and sliced those men's flesh out of breath. After everyone in the house was dead, Joshua was dumbfounded as he wasn't able to comprehend what the hell just happened. And how did he kill those men? After all, he was just 10 at the time and utterly traumatized. So after the neighbors contacted the cops about hearing gunshots, the police investigated the whole scenario and apprehended Joshua and he spent a good span in prison for his doings. He was not a murderer or had any sinful intentions, just, just distressing. So he was released earlier than expected at the age of 16. He was also diagnosed with PTSD, meaning having flashbacks, nightmares, seizure, anxiety, as well as uncontrollable thoughts about that night's occurrence, and also his miserable stay in prison. All of this affected Joshua, but made him more substantial and atrocious. So between all his troubles and grief, somehow he managed to move to Greece for a new beginning and continued his studying. He even got a vocation of his choice as an IT specialist. He's grown into a very skillful and professional orator in his early 20s now, although he's an independent man living alone. His love for shooting guns as a hobby made him a perfect gunfighter. He wanted to retain guns for his style of self-defense but ended up being a dexterous shooter. He has all the luxuries one desires as a young adult. Joshua was very well settled but the only thing he was lacking was a family, a partner, someone to take care of his lonely heart and somebody he can share his opulence and sentiments with. Also, his diligence, passion, and attitude towards professionalism made him confirm to this mission. Present day. Joshua arrived at the association's secret office where the apparatus and other types of equipments for time travel were present. As Joshua entered the office, his other four friends were already there. While Joshua and his friends were talking about their feeling of being adventurous rather than nervous, 
The NASA administrators who were especially called for this mission launch were engaged in preparing their Tryson capsules, which is a hibernation pod for the five men about to travel in the past with the help of these capsules. The five men were going to find hypothermia state for about a month. The concept behind this is when a body is kept cool, the chemical reaction in the body would slow down to quite an extent and this would lead to energy conservation in the body and would slow down aging. In other words, it neither affects their age nor the requirement for food and water and still, their body will be freely allowed to move in the past like any other human. Once everything and everything was right and ready, one of the scientists spoke. There are three important rules that you all must follow. Rule number one, don't talk to anybody. Rule number two, don't touch anyone intentionally. And rule number three, remain unnoticed at all costs. These rules are pure to avoid any source of paradoxes because everything you do shapes your present timeline. That's what a predestined paradox is. No matter how much anyone attempts to alter, the past event, the event will forever end up being fulfilled. Things are destined to turn out in a certain way. Altering them may impact your absolute existence. Everyone nodded understanding the scientist's words. The administrator backed each one of them to enter their respective capsules with only cameras and a time toner so that after a month they can return to the present. The five men remained in the capsules and closed their eyes. Each one of them was outfitted in all black skin jeans and a turtleneck with a black leather bomber jacket. Their footwear also came black sneakers and finally a black baseball cap. Ran was sent to 59380, that is approximately 5,000 years back, during the Tang Dynasty in China captured the images of the print culture which were the key aspect of the Chinese civilization. Euclid was sent to 202 BC in Zama, Mountain. As it was the last and decisive battle of the Second Punic War to record everything from how the battle started to who won, the survivors, etc. Noah was sent to 1650 BC about 25,000 years ago in the cold tundra of Europe where it was believed that the majestic ruling a mobs. He was sent to collect pictures about their existence and to prove whether it was a hoax or not. Spain was again sent to war in 1191 to India to capture the important events that happened in the Battle of Tobain 1 that was fought between the Gurids led by Muhammad Ghori and the Rajputs led by Prithviraj Chauhan and his allies. And lastly, Joshua was sent to the 13th century in Western Europe to document how gunpowder overpowered this world. The miscellaneous weapons propelled from gunpowder were intentional of guns from hand cannons and firearms and also working of them. Also gunpowder foremost emerged in ancient day China as an alchemical health treatment whereas was first transformed into a weapon in Europe. Author's point of view. The administrators left the capsules with their bodies in their secret room untouched for a month. The entry room was sealed. The whole floor was restricted from anyone visiting, not even the cleaners or workers, and also including all the people knowing about this project. After exactly in the month, the administrators and the elite staff who knew about the secret mission gathered and entered the room waiting eagerly and patiently for five of them to arrive at the docket of historical moments from different timelines that they must have captured and experienced. The first capsule to enlarge was of Noah, followed by Fay and Lucas, and then Bran. 
Each one of the attachments tried to jiggle, then made a vending machine sound, blocking as they opened their eyes and stepped out of their respective cat space, with fog blasting the room and their bodies. When the fog disappeared and everyone welcomed the four men, that's when they noticed there are just four of them and Joshua's capsule never unlocked. He didn't come out, but still, everyone waited, hoping maybe he will arrive till noon or midnight. They kept waiting for Joshua to show up while listening to the experiences of the other four men and admiring the pictures and videotapes that they captured. Pain and Lucas were discussing the blood-curdling words of Paul and Zama and how difficult it was for them to keep themselves hidden while recording the blizzard of arrows and bouncing bashing of swords and missiles and the crimson red blood all over the site with the septic smell of death hung over the battlefield. While no one shared about the dark and beautiful bull in the mods roaming freely and bravely everywhere before their extinction. And likewise, they are reciting the history about how the Flint culture started from woodblock printing and some of the not-so-necessary facts that you discovered regarding China, like the drastic evolution in the standard of living, the craftwork, the precedence of dynasties, and so on. The precise were 9.3 p.m. and plucked in Grant's words. Joshua's capsule enlarged. Everyone's attention turned over to his capsule, and their legs curved into a neat smile. And as the smile appeared, it faded as the figure came into the view, and as haze because instead of Joshua, there arrived a beautiful young woman with copper curls of mid-back length, white blue eyes with long lashes, perfect oval face shape, soft, plump, reddish pink lips, small nose, short and narrow jaw, high cheekbones, Clear and perfect smooth skin, and judging from her perfect curves, maybe she's in her 20s. The woman wore a smock like dress that was held together at the shoulders by Sibiwe, and a shawl was worn over it. The lady also wore a belt with a bag attached to it around her waist. She's definitely from the 18th century, and the strangest part was that she was carrying Joshua's belongings, like his watch, his time to unlock it. And even his can ran on the ball. Her left arm is bleeding heavily. The woman scanned her surroundings and smiled. Everyone's face exhibited a similar bewildered expression. Expressions flooding into their souls. I'm like, who is this woman? Why is she carrying Joshua's belongings? Why is she wondering? Where the hell is Joshua? Will he ever come back or not?